0: And welcome to episode four of Marspace. I'm your host, Marlena. This is not my space because we are still traveling and are currently in Seattle staying with friends. But this time next week, I hope I'll be back home in New York. We'll have a more consistent environment. Today is February 13th, aka the day before my favorite holiday. And no, I'm not a lover of Valentine's Day just because I have a valentine. I've always loved this holiday ever since I was a little girl in elementary school, passing out valentines to my classmates and eating delicious sweets. I just feel like this day is about a lot more than just romantic love. You can celebrate love in different ways. But that being said, uh, today's episode is about romantic love because I do often get questions about Austin and I's relationship, how it began, if we have any tips, like what is actually happening behind the scenes. And so I don't know where he went. There he is. (laughs) I didn't realize that's where you were hiding. Today, we once again have the Austin Nazo here to talk about our relationship.
1: Was it a good surprise?
0: I don't know if it was worth you hiding there for so long. Full disclosure, we actually attempted making this episode already. And I actually got a little bit emotional thinking about the you know, beginnings of the relationship. But I think it's a realistic thing to talk about because typically in a relationship in those early days, both people aren't going to be on the exact same page. Typically one person catches feelings first and it can sometimes create a little bit of a dynamic. And so I didn't expect it to feel emotional talking about all of that but just wanted to be honest so let's talk a little bit about the origin but this time we'll we'll keep it a little bit quicker to keep things moving along so tell everyone how long we've been together and how we met
1: so marlene and i have been dating for almost seven years we are boyfriend and girlfriend as of april 11th 2017 20 yeah 17 17 Mm -hmm. and we met because our friend abersham She was on my improv team and she introduced me to Marlena and long story short, I asked to meet her and then we met at a dining hall. I chugged a lot of sushi.
0: California rolls.
1: Like 40 of them. And then I invited Marlena to something to go for a drive with me (laughs) because that was my move and she said no. (laughs) Because
0: it was a Sunday and there was no planning involved and I had a big like midterm to study for. So I thought she was
1: lame and didn't want to hang out. So then we had not really talked that much. And then randomly over the summer, Abishan brought Marlene into my apartment and then <laughs> dropped her off and left her. And then Mar and I made out to Blink-182 music. And then we were like hooking up pretty much nothing official for a few months, like six months, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: A long time. Mm-hmm. And then, because I was scared to commit,
0: why?
1: Because it was senior year. I don't know. It was senior year and I wanted to be like, my college is almost over. Now's my chance. We can finally go to bars. And then it was, I don't know, not even really worth it at all. <laughs> and then I went to Cabo and we were exclusive in February. and I was For like,
0: like a day? Literally like a, a day. day. <laughs> and I was
1: like a douche. And I'm like, wait, I don't want to be exclusive. I want to go to Cabo
0: like, I'm gonna see so many chicks I'm in college. So I chicks. need to be free. And all my friends said, "Oh my gosh, this guy sucks. <laughs> Drop him. He can't commit." But the thing is, I knew. I know it sounds delusional now, but clearly it worked out. But I knew that we were a great match, and that you were just being dumb and couldn't see it. But I also empathize because I'm also someone who, like, thought of senior year as like, "Oh, this is the time to do things, make life feel like a movie." So I didn't completely fault you for that because I understood. That, it's just that my spring break was a little bit less wild. I thought I was gonna hug go up with so many trip. people. And so, I was
1: excited too.
0: So that's what you thought was gonna happen. Right.
1: And then I like made out with two girls and I was like, I don't like this, this is weird and gross. And then I cried and called Marlene outside the weird cowboy club.
0: And how long to this trip was it?
1: Two days probably. Anyway, so then I was sad and then I came crawling back to Mar and realized I made a big mistake.
0: Mm-hmm, as I knew so you then
1: would. I called her. And we were texting and talking. And then she agreed for some reason to hang out with me again. And then we hung out again. And then we went to a taco truck with my friend Nathan and some girl who we we always forget her name because it was not relevant. (laughs) Who he was dating. And then Mar was crowned my girlfriend in the taco truck parking lot.
0: And he knighted me with a water bottle.
1: And he said yes. And it was sweet.
0: And who said, I love you first?
1: Me. Because I cried again. Because I was invited to a date party. There was, like, some pin. My friends had a pinning. And, like, there were two parts to the party. One was, like, the, I don't know, at like, the sorority. And then the second part was, like, you go somewhere else. They take you somewhere else. And... I asked if Marlena could come, and they all knew her, and they said no, and I was really offended. So that night, I didn't go, because Marlena couldn't come, and then I was sad. So then I walked to the sushi place where you're celebrating your friend's birthday, and then I came out, or you came out, and we talked for a bit, and then I cried, and said, oh, you know, I don't remember the context of me crying, but I think it was something like I wish you could have came, and then it wasn't, a nice, I not you couldn't come. And, and I wanted
0: you there. And you realize you missed me because you love me. Yeah. So that's how it all started. And then pretty soon after we graduated and Austin worked at Microsoft and we somehow navigated a long distance relationship very early on into our relationship.
1: When I was in Seattle for a year.
0: Yeah. And in hindsight, it's actually a miracle that we survived that because I mean, for me, I had never been in a long-term relationship before. And also I was dealing with a lot of just like post-grad sadness. And I just didn't have a job yet. A lot of my friends had moved away. Like I really didn't have that much going for me at the time. And he had just started this new chapter of being in Seattle. He wanted to be out and about and really focus on this new life that he had. And so it's it's truly amazing that we worked through that.
1: Mm-hmm. It is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. And... Seattle is sad though. Yeah, you were happy to come back. And then we lived in LA for a few years. We moved in together during the pandemic. It was the very classic pandemic transition where I originally just came with like a couple bags and then eventually I completely moved in and then we got our own place in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. And then we both moved to New York. So that's us.
1: That's us. What should I add?
0: Anything else you think that's noteworthy about past few years what i, <laughs> I mean like timeline wise like milestones
1: i don't know i thought you had to ride a bike true on valentine's day i believe mm-hmm. two years ago mm-hmm. or was it three
0: i know it was the day that you like showed up with the shaved head <laughs> on valentine's day not like that was a bold present it's probably three 2021
1: And then what else? What else is notable?
0: (laughs) We've done a lot of traveling. Yeah, we went on trips. And we both have just grown a lot. And we dance
1: together and cry.
0: Yep. That is a good summation of our relationship. I do have some questions that were submitted by my lovely followers that I'd like us to get into. Okay.
1: The Valentine's Day questions. Let's see them.
0: So first question, favorite thing about each other.
1: Okay. My favorite thing about Marlena is that she's very genuine and thoughtful. Wait, I have to only say one?
0: No, you don't have to. (laughs) Keep it coming.
1: I love that you're genuine and thoughtful and the most empathetic person I know. And you're very creative in a way that's complimentary to mine because it's different than how I'm creative. And you see things and you notice all the little details and you capture them. And it's sweet. And that lends to you also being really thoughtful about people.
0: Thanks. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're, I feel like the complimentary part is a big thing because we are very different. I think I'm someone who can be a little bit too worried about how people think and how they react to things. And I can be a little bit too calculated. And I mean, know it's the complete opposite. But I actually really appreciate it because I feel like you just have such good intentions like i feel like you're just so like actually authentically yourself in any situation you're the least manipulative person i know you are just so honest about everything and you like i wish more people were like this because i feel you go into a lot of your relationships and the things you do like only wanting good intentions like you're not out to like trick anyone and therefore it can make you a little bit gullible because you don't expect anyone else to be like that and i think it's very pure it's very sweet Obviously you're very funny and you make me laugh a lot and you're very disciplined and driven and motivated and it's very inspiring. And you do a really great job of inspiring the people around you to follow their dreams. And Marspace probably wouldn't have been a thing in the way that it is if it wasn't for me seeing Austin go through his own journey with his videos and comedy. And it's just a very inspiring force to be around.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Everyone's going to puke. (laughs) I know.
0: Um, Someone asked, what is your favorite kind of date? I feel like we have a very classic type of date that we do, but I'm curious what your answer will be. What
1: do we do? We just go out to dinner and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And have a drink. (laughs) Well, we're not doing anything crazy. We should do more.
0: I think because our lives are so busy and like we're constantly traveling, you're constantly doing shows. There are a lot of very quote unquote normal couple things that we don't do as much. Like recently we've been watching a lot of like Succession and different shows, but historically we wouldn't really sit down and watch a show. So Mm -hmm. date night is doing something that's more low key. Like maybe we'll go out to dinner or we'll order DoorDash or something. We'll just be, like, cozy in our pajamas. Because we're normally
1: traveling so Exactly.
0: Like, our big date night is doing something that's more low-key and normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of distance, someone asked, how do each of you deal with the frequent distance in the relationship? Any advice?
1: Mm, I just fill all my time with work.
0: Yeah. I mean, in a similar way, I think I've just had to learn to be more independent. Like, I I talk about this a lot. I've, like, made a couple videos about this. But I... I'm not a naturally independent person. I feel like I naturally can be a little bit codependent. And growing up, like my parents are extremely close. they do everything together. So I always thought that that was the only type of relationship that should exist. And so it was a really hard transition, learning how to have a lot of time on my own and then learning how to fill it with things that were fulfilling but that's really what's helped the most. Like having my own hobbies now, having my own routine, focusing on my friends anytime you're out of town, it's made me not like look forward to you being gone, but I think I have a better relationship with it where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a week that you're gone and I can really give my friends and maybe other things I've neglected the attention it needs. Like this is a week for me to be more relaxed, for me to be more introspective. Like it it kind of breaks up time a little bit more, which I don't mind as much anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Someone very graciously said, both of you are pretty heavily in the public eye. Not true. Not. But let's kind it's of be the thing. We're celebrities. But anyway, they said, does jealousy ever surface from either side? So in terms of jealousy, I was actually thinking about this. I feel like I tend to be a little bit more of the jealous person, but I was thinking about this and I think you're actually equally jealous. It's just that you're typically not put in situations where jealousy would be a thing as much as me because by nature of me dating someone who is a performer who is traveling all the time who has fans who like you're constantly running into people who are just like stroking your ego sometimes Mm -hmm. girls and so that's like not a a super normal thing the everyday couple isn't put in that situation Mm -hmm. and so i always kind of seek out people who are in a similar boat where like they're dating a comedian or a performer or something because I think there, there's a lot of overlap in the ways that we feel so in terms of how I cope with the jealousy I mean it's been tough I feel like I've come a really long way of just remembering like the classic things that Evernoy says like he's with me for a reason he if he wanted to go be with someone else he would be he has free will he definitely goes after what he wants and so there's no need to just assume that's going to happen or create like a self-fulfilling prophecy or anything like that. And so it's been a lot of me having to self-regulate, but also I think you've done a really good job of just being way more reassuring Mm -hmm. and really never actually creating a reason for me to be jealous because you're such an honest person. Like there's no actual need for me to be jealous. I think it's just by nature of the environment that you're in.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. That's like that. The girls are clamoring over me.
0: I know, I'm so many.
1: And the gay Republican men. They slide in my DMs.
0: Yeah. Someone asked, how often do you guys fight?
1: Um, I don't know. Do we fight a lot? Not really. Oh. We did fight today. We did. Because I was late to the podcast. Yes. The
0: first time we tried to record. Exactly.
1: We fight occasionally here and there.
0: So the thing about this question, I was thinking about it. Every person, every couple has a different definition of what fighting looks like. Because to me, when I think fighting, I think like both people, their their nervous systems are kind of going haywire. One person's maybe crying, other person's yelling, like whatever that negative emotion is when you're kind of at your worst. We never do that. And that's what I'm saying is it's like, obviously we'll have arguments. I cry a lot. So that that's definitely just a normal occurrence. But I feel like for us, it's less of like, a fight where we're like yelling at each other or we're both like
1: we never do that
0: i mean that happens every so often
1: no like, we yell
0: no okay my point is that fighting looks differently for everyone and the definition is different for everyone because like i can think of times where it's like we both are kind of just like emotionally exhausted we both are kind of going in circles like that that's happened sometimes that happens to every couple but i feel like for us it's usually more of like I mean, more often than not, like, you will say or do something that makes me upset. Mm -hmm. And then I'm upset. And then you will, like, apologize or kind of fix the situation. But it's less of, like, we are fighting at each other. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I think fighting is an important thing to talk about because I see all these couples, especially on social media, you never, ever, ever want to compare yourself to any other couple, especially on social media. Don't even compare yourself to us. But all these couples will say, like, Oh my gosh like we never ever fight like everything's bliss and i just feel like that's impossible because even if you think about your siblings your good friends like all the people you care about in your life there are always going to be some differences between you that will create some tension at some point or another still means you love each other but it's never going to be completely harmonious all the time and so to live with someone to build a life with someone and have them be raised a different way than you like things are going to happen every so often and all the um, relationship therapists and people always say, it's not about how often you fight, but it's how you fight. And if it ends with both people actually feeling heard and you're actually like solving things together, you're working through tension together. I think that's very different than just fighting all the time. I think if you're fighting all the time, that might be indicative of a deeper issue. But if there are those days you're just really annoyed or things happen and you kind of take it on the other person, like, I think that's, that's just a normal part of living. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're like
1: the um, president and I'm the first gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here nodding my head, (laughs) not adding much value. (laughs) It's like in, um, what's that show? What's the one where the woman who kept asking if everyone's pregnant?
0: Oh, um, love is blind.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like Love is Blind. I'm like that dude who just sits and nods and his wife takes over the story.
0: Oh, um, Nicholas Shea and Vanessa Lachey? Is that her name? I don't, I don't know.
1: know. I'm like Nicola Shea. Except I'm less good looking. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Fine, then I'll let you take the next one.
1: All right, let me take the next question. I think we should alternate, shall we? Okay, we didn't do this one. How do I find love? I'm 28 and never had a
0: boyfriend who, actually, who loved me, actually. I wasn't planning on answering this one because (laughs) I think both of us are very qualified to give advice to people who are in relationships, long-term relationships, or even just like started dating someone. But to be honest, we both have been out of the dating game for a long time. Like I actually don't think we're qualified to give dating advice for someone who's just like using the apps or dating right now. How
1: do I find love? I don't know. That's pretty rough. Uh, What would you say?
0: I would say. Friends of
1: friends or dating apps. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: the most cliche thing of like, just focus on what you love. But I do think there is a rhythm that happens of like, if you have hobbies, if you're doing things that make your life fuller, you become a more interesting person. You become a more attractive person. You might meet someone doing those activities and you already know that they like the same things as you. And I feel like the biggest advice I've seen go around has been not forcing it. But being open to it because I think a lot of people these days rightfully have very high standards and you should hold on to those and be aware of certain deal breakers of if someone has the same values as you, if they're a toxic person. Like obviously those are important things. But I hate this whole trend with ick and like people immediately being like red flag and like quickly saying no to people and quickly dismissing them and not giving anyone a chance. So it, it's kind of this balance of not forcing it, not settling but actually letting people grow on you because if you even think about our relationship, it's not like there was, I would have
1: given you the in the first five minutes.
0: Exactly. Like, it's not like there was this immediate spark or fireworks. Like it really was a slow burn. And I think those personally are the best kinds of relationships because you know, there's a solid foundation that you both been patient and gone through together. But if you go on a date with someone and you expect them to immediately Make you feel like so alive and fireworks and they're the best person ever for you. A, that might be a red flag in itself, but also B, that's just not realistic. Because
1: people are only familiar with having crushes in like childhood. So then when they go into dating, they expect it to be exactly the same and the same implications, the same like triggers.
0: Yeah, triggers, exactly. Especially if you're used to having like an anxious attachment style or you're used to relationships where you're constantly stressed and wondering if they're going to text you back and if they like you or not. If you compare that to someone who's just healthy and stable and clear about the fact that they care about you, that's going to feel boring in comparison Mm -hmm. and you're going to write them off.
1: There's a a difference between having an unrequited love crush that's not even an existing relationship versus having a long-term partner and someone to love and care for. Exactly. They're different.
0: They are.
1: Uh, Best of luck in your journey. Okay, next.
0: Okay, I have a question. In what ways do you think you and I are different and the same?
1: Wait, so you're asking your own?
0: Yeah.
1: All right, we're the same in terms of how we're genuine and we want to be nice to people and care about their feelings when we respond and how we're uncoordinated and, like, (laughs) the same kind of music and have a similar senses of humor. Not even, not even necessarily exactly the same. i um, we're different in terms of one, our sizes. <laughs> <laughs> two, we're. You're more happy to have, you're more complacent in your day to day life and have fulfillment. And, complacent. Well, have more fulfillment <laughs> in your day to day activities. And you don't need to have these like huge, grandiose goals. And I feel like I do when not one isn't better than the other, but it's just like choosing your sense of fulfillment. And you find more fulfillment in connection. Actually, I do too, though, because I do enjoy connecting with people. But you prioritize your moment to moment Day-to-day experiences,
0: I think. This little life.
1: And like the the sweetness of every little moment, which is probably healthier and more normal. I don't even know. And I tend to sometimes be a lot less present and then fixate on these larger goals and try to attain them, I guess. I don't even know.
0: I would add in the same way what you're saying, how like we care about our, our connections with other people. I think we both occupy similar spaces in like our friend groups and like we really like to bring people together and sometimes to a fault where we care a little bit too much about, mm-hmm. is everyone having a good time? Like, and we, we kind of get stressed about that in the same way. And also we're both emotional, but in different ways. You tend to get more mad. <laughs> I tend to get more sad, Though you also do cry. Like we both are the type of people to just like cry at the end of a movie because it's Mm. sweet, but you tend to do that more actually, which I really appreciate. And kind of what I was,
1: I yawned because I didn't have coffee and I just had a lot of carbs.
0: I know, but it looks like you're yawning because of what I said. No, I love what you said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like two of our biggest qualities, but also our biggest fault. The fact that I'm so constantly aware of other people and how they're feeling and how, What I'm saying is impacting them. I think there are some good outcomes of that. And I think it's helped me navigate through life a little bit easier in terms of emotional intelligence. But then on the flip side, it's given me a lot of anxiety and that's what's made me be a people pleaser. And then you're just like very different Mm -hmm. in that way, which I appreciate though. Also, there can be faults with that.
1: I still think about what other people... How they will feel to, about what I say, but not as much as you. You go into another level of detail. <laughs> okay, what are your love languages? Someone asks. What's your answer? Mine are words of affirmation. <laughs> Literally, touch. the last
0: episode we talked about that. Oh yeah, we talked about it. yeah, and then mine is quality time, and physical touch is definitely. Risen in the ranks. I used to hate PDA, and I used to feel so awkward about it. And I
1: would always hold your hand and kiss you.
0: Yeah. Who takes really the
1: like... longer bowel movements? <laughs> Marlena. Just kidding. Getting... does that? How do you guys balance living together? I don't know. And do we balance living together? What does that even mean?
0: Well, it's just a lot of people. Together? A lot of people tend to, like, It's a it's a different chapter when you start living together. Like, new fights come about, about chores and sharing a space we and fight
1: about chores because i'm oftentimes too focus on my work and i deprioritize them yeah which isn't good i'm trying not to do
0: that mm-hmm.
1: i'm trying not to do that i don't know if the mic is picking it up
0: but other than that i'd say it's pretty harmonious us living together i think it helps that i think i'm a Pretty easy person to live with. Yeah, you are easy to live with. Like I'm, I think I'm pretty. You're
1: very easygoing.
0: I'm very patient. You're really patient, easygoing. Because you are an interesting person to live with. Because any time of the day, all these videos that you guys love watching, he makes them in our apartment, and so at any time of the day, he might just be screaming as Trump or Tony Robbins, and it can be a lot. You really
1: have to put up with a lot. That must be hard. Because. I don't know. I'm always making these videos. Like
0: imagine you're I'm like. very
1: imposing my presence. <laughs> and you're somehow okay with it.
0: Because of you being so just like authentic and honest and all the things. It's pushed me to be more that way. And so over the years, it's helped me stop being a people pleaser. And now I tell you immediately when things bother me, which is way healthier. And not necessarily the way that I was used to growing up of like. Just saying what's happening, and rather than just throwing it under the rug. So, if you are being too loud, now I have no problem telling you to stop. <laughs> because other than that, like I, I really don't mind, and I'll tell you if I mind. Mm-hmm. So, those were some of the questions that came in. <laughs> Is there anything else you think we should talk about to, to wrap up today's episode?
1: Anything else we should talk about?
0: Um... Or any advice for other people yes. in relationships?
1: If you're in a relationship. The most important thing is to be fully committed to the other person through thick and thin. And it's just like anything else. If you want to be successful, you have to be consistent <laughs> and you have to be diligent and it's something you have to actively work on. It's not something that magically happens to you like some sort of movie. It's something you have to actively work on and constantly improve yourself and commit to improving yourself and also want what's best for the other person and encourage them to do their best and be their best self. And just know you're gonna be consistent and there for each other.
0: I agree. I remember someone saying that to be in love, to be in a relationship, It's waking up every day and making the decision to choose that person Mm -hmm. because there's so much that goes into it. Because again, everyone's a little bit different. There are different quirks you have to adapt to. The way you were raised, all of your experiences have influenced you into having specific ways of doing things, specific desires. And so when you're with someone else, it's about adapting and compromising and finding ways that work for both of you. Mm -hmm.
1: Happy Valentine's Day.
0: (laughs) Hope this was helpful and didn't make you throw up.